0: Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor and his cousin gives you sports betting tips. I am your host, Professor Sides. For the latest updates and information, you can find me on Twitter at Professor Sides. You can find my cousin Jared on Twitter at Cousin Jared. This college episode covers all the games we didn't cover in episode one from week nine of the 2022 season. I guess you're new here. Check out the webpage on the banner. That's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com new. We'll give you a primer and an explanation of what we're doing here. Pause if need be. Otherwise, the goals for this show are to share key information about these games, give you some things to think on, and explain why certain plays are being made. We never recommend blindly tailing or fading any pick, but rather to hear the justifications and thought processes to make sure you're fully on board with the story against us before investing your hard-earned money. We will make a pick on every game, but you should take what you like and leave the rest. Remember that there are no locks in gambling, so what we provide are loves, likes, and leans. That is A, B, and C grade picks. And to indicate our confidence level with respect to scaling wagers, however, please understand that good and bad variance will occur. So as much as we'd like to say we will be profitable each and every week, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, we said we would have our friend Jake on for our third episode. He has uh, had some health issues with some family members, so he's unable to make it with us for this episode. Um, so, uh, Cousin Jerry, it's just me and you. But uh, I was talking about, I think he's going to maybe make a write-up for uh, Patreon and kind of give out his picks that way. So I think he's still going to have some picks uh, and some explanations. So, uh, viewer, if you're interested in what he has to say, uh that'll be coming on patreon
1: and, and to be honest who can go to the window and make their mac bets every saturday before they listen to what jake has to say so, this is so, true we're definitely looking forward to that that patreon post for sure
0: we're gonna have to figure something out right this is the last there's no mac games i guess there's no mac games this week though no nope, right? no mac games at all there's no there's none i don't think there's any or there's like one there's like one there's, I guess we already covered it, right? Was the Toledo yeah. game? Yeah. It, well, there's not yeah, many. And, th- and there's Miami, there's a, Ohio game. Yeah, yeah. I think those are the only ones. I think those are the two. I guess it's because they are, uh, a lot of them are off because they're playing Tuesday and Wednesday next week. So next week we get Maction. Uh, oh, wow. We're going to we're gonna have to figure wow. out how to get how to get Jake on earlier in the week or something. Yeah. to get yeah. those Mac thoughts out there since he's yeah. our Mac guru. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, uh, before we get to today's show, some reminders: please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you are yet, yeah, please consider subscribing or following. It's free, and if you turn on notifications, you don't miss any. If the college basketball and the our college football content that this channel provides. Oh my gosh, college basketball! We're doing the scrimmages thing, aren't we? I, I think we Jake are. was in the Discord today, uh, uh, s- throwing down on Syracuse for losing, being you know losing in the second half to a, a D two school, I guess.
1: Yeah, throwing out, throwing out the hot takes early in the season on the Discord, for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. it's That college basketball stuff is coming, I guess. <laughs> but yeah. we'll, have, uh, we'll have him on for all the college basketball uh, goodies coming up shortly. Uh, we've also got that Patreon page where he talked about. That membership starts at just 3 bucks per month. It gets you the play of the day, all those extra picks that we weren't able to make on show because line movements. Already made, I think, four more. Uh, picks based off of line movements that we kind of covered in episode one, so we've got those alerts out there on Patreon, and then all sorts of other benefits you can get on there as well, depending on the price level uh, that satisfies the, the the extra benefits that you're looking for. If not, again, we love that you're here. Um, otherwise, we'll get right to it now. Lines courtesy. A bet setup line, up, link in the show description, and current as of the time of this recording on Tuesday night. We have one Thursday game that we didn't cover in episode one, Virginia Tech at NC State. Um. <clears throat> NC State with the quarterback situation is not good, right? I mean, and, and it wasn't good to start with, and I think that's kind of we talked about this one at some point previously that we expected more from their offense, and it wasn't really happening. And now losing, you know, I believe he was like preseason player of the of the year in the conference or something like that. Preseason yeah. quarterback, something like that. First team, whatever. Yeah. He was highly regarded, and, and out for the season now uh, is really going to hurt hurt them. But Virginia Tech obviously hasn't been that impressive either, so. Nope. Um NC state is still a 13 and a half point home favorite here. Sideline says this should be 12.6 total in this game is 39 and a half. Uh, You know, it's a low number, but I feel like we've talked about this before, right? Taking a bunch of points with the dog and the under kind of correlated here. I kind of think both of those are the right play. You know, are are, are you able to get behind those as picks just to say, I know it's a low number, but nobody's going to score in this game. It's going to be ugly. Grab all the points, take the under and let's rock and roll Hope for some ugly football Thursday. Are are you on board? 100 percent. Let's do that. All right. All right. So (laughs) I kind of feel like both of them are B grades. I don't really love either one of them personally. Do you have one that you? Do you think we can give either one an A grade or are they both? Oh,
1: no. Definitely no A grades to be had in this game. That is okay. for sure. Like maybe if the total got to like I feel better at 41 than I do 39 and a half. Like maybe there, I still wouldn't give it give an A, but like I would feel a little more confident in, in it. You know, 44, maybe you get a B. It's never getting to 44. Um,
0: yeah.
1: But yeah, th- this is going to be some some ugly football for, for sure.
0: Yeah. So we'll say double B grade there, taking the points of Virginia Tech plus 13 and a half and under 39 and a half. And I'm kind of like you. I- I wonder if 14 and a half would be an A grade with Virginia tech, but I also can kind of see a game where NC state wins this like 21 to three. So I don't, yeah. I don't know if 14 and a half would, would do it for me either. I, I don't think,
1: would just because i have zero faith in virginia tech's offense you're talking about the offense here that was able to keep north carolina under a total of, of like 52 or, or something yeah. like that 50, excuse me 51 and a half and yeah. they were able to go under that number against virginia tech because their their offense is so bad so uh yeah. virginia tech is one of those teams that unless you're playing an under uh th- there are no a grades that can be given to that yeah
0: team. yeah yeah so we'll go double b grade on the under and Vatek plus 13 and a half, kicking us off there. Uh, Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern, Louisiana Tech at Florida International. Okay, I, I have a hot take for you. I have a hot take. Are you ready for this? Uh, we, ready. Again, viewer, we have not discussed this game. We haven't discussed this team. Is Florida International as bad at football as we thought they were? I, I think the answer is no, based off what we've seen the past couple of weeks. I think the answer is no as well. And and all the metrics have hated them. They are not in the basement anymore, but they're still the second worst team. But I look at their body of work and I wonder if they are the second worst team. They beat New Mexico state on the road by two touchdowns. They covered to UTSA for us. Um, they they destroyed Charlotte last week, which was just surprising. Yeah. They, they had a shutout at the beginning of the fourth quarter in that one. Right. And, of course, they got destroyed by Western Kentucky. Western Kentucky's a good team. Uh, yeah. They lost to UConn, but UConn's been playing hard. And the Texas yeah. State loss, like, as Texas State's shown signs of competency, like, that's not good. Don't get me wrong. But, like, it's yeah. at least a little bit more excusable than I think we thought early on. We thought, oh, my gosh. But I'm not sure they're terrible.
1: I agree that looking back, maybe the most damning thing you can say about them is that they went to overtime or double overtime against with, Bryant in, in Brian. the first game of the season. Like yeah. I think that's probably the worst thing that they can say. And, and you mentioned that UTSA game, which, you know, up there with Western Kentucky is probably one of the best teams they're gonna play this season. And yeah. and they were never like you never felt like UTSA was gonna cover in that right. game. I mean, FIU right. was within the number the entire
0: time. Yep. So yeah, I've been relatively impressed with what I've seen from them the past few weeks. Absolutely. And so the question is: should Louisiana Tech be favored by this much? I'm really of two minds of this one. Sideline says it should be Louisiana Tech minus eight point two. So Sideline would say that there's still a little bit of value here, laying the six and a half with Louisiana Tech. I think just the question is how do we feel about Florida International? Because if they are truly the second worst team in college triple, then absolutely Louisiana Tech can go on the road and win this game by a touchdown. But Florida national has shown enough lately that I'm not sure how I feel about that. I'm curious what your thoughts are there.
1: My initial thought was that I think this would be a B grade with, with law tech, because I think that, LaTeX is going to score some points. I, mm-hmm. I think this, th- there's going to be a lot of points in this game, and I don't necessarily know if the points are going to matter at the end. Like, I, I think that whoever wins this game is probably going to win by at least a touchdown. And I think LaTeX wins you know, more than 50, whatever, 52, 53% mm-hmm. uh, of those games. Mm-hmm. So I would still give it a B grade, but this is like a. I am officially on watch for Florida International uh, yes, here. Yes, yes. This, this might be the last time that you fade them, unless you're getting a huge edge. This might right. be the last time that you fade them for a while.
0: Right, I'm done with that. So we'll give Luzian attack a B grade at minus six and a half. I was thinking the same thing. It's either, it's either this week where I'm just not fading them or they're on watch of if, if they win this game outright, then it's like, okay, now we've got to stop doing this, right? Because yeah, this team isn't yeah. as bad as we thought. Uh, total, you think there's going to be a lot of points? Is fifty seven? I mean, that's not a lot. That's not a huge number. That's that's not a huge number.
1: And I, I know I, I do think there there will be a lot of points. But the problem is, is that when you're talking about teams that are this bad, I mm. just don't really have a, a ton of uh-huh. faith in that being the case. I feel better about. I think there are going to be a lot of points. I don't think the points are going to matter. But if it came down to it, I still think LaTac could, could cover that number if it didn't get as high scoring as I thought. Whereas, mm-hmm. like, I just – and there's, an, there, there's another game with two really bad teams that I think we'll probably talk about today where I'll say the same thing. Like, I, I, when it's two bad teams, I just don't really have faith in, in what the total could possibly do. So I know 57 is pretty low. Definitely lean to the over if I had to. But, you know, in a game like this, I don't feel confident enough to, to give it a, a, an A or a B grade.
0: All right. I lean on you for totals, So uh, I, I that, that'll be our final word right there uh, to the Saturday games, noon Eastern TCU and West Virginia. Uh, so because I, I, t- I, I texted you. I said, be ready for questions. Cause I have questions. Uh, question, okay. question. Okay. What do we make of West Virginia? Like, I, I think they are the most confusing team in the big 12. I, I have no idea what to make of that.
1: I, I came on this show and I said for, after the first four weeks of the season, I feel like that I was not out on West Virginia. They were finding ways to, to lose games, but I was impressed with their offense. Mm-hmm. And I think that they were going to be able to hang around with some teams. And I thought there was still some value there. I I, I like you am also concerned <laughs> after what I saw <laughs> last weekend. And so this man, um, I I'll be honest with you. This might be the game that I have no, the least feel for, mm. um, after what you've seen from TCU the past few weeks, you feel like you have a lot of confidence in them that they are going to play hard for four quarters and they're going to be able to, you know, find a way to, to pull out a cover like they did against Kansas state. I know Kansas state was on their third quarterback last week, but um, you know, TCU was down in that game, you yeah. know, and still ended up covering fairly handily. Mm-hmm. But playing in Morgantown, this feels like a game that West Virginia is in the entire time. This, this, this I get a similar vibe to what I get from from when Baylor get, went there a, a couple of weeks ago. And I know Baylor had some injuries in that game. Uh, but man, it's just, I would definitely lean TCU, but mm. I would not feel
0: good about it. it, it and I think his number's right at seven right now. I think if the number is six and a half or seven and a half, I feel very different about it. And that mm-hmm. seems silly, but... yeah. I, You see a total like 69, and of course, you think the closest number to that's 70, and you think 70 divided by 7 is 10, and you think, yeah, "Yeah, there's just going to be a lot of touchdowns. Um, Someone could easily win by a touchdown, and that hook on 7, whichever direction the hook goes, could really matter. And it's
1: almost like the books know what they're doing, and let's just look at the Washington Cow game last
0: week as an example.
1: (laughs) Sat at seven and a half all week. <laughs> all week.
0: And yeah. we kept waiting and waiting and sure that's around seven. Yeah. Um, I, a total total of 69 here. I I think and I just I just have so many questions about West Virginia. What we saw last week, I expected that game against tech to be an over. Again, we talked about a lot of these teams in the Big 12 now. Just like I've said, just playing with their pants on fire, just go, 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 fourth down aggressiveness, launch it quicker. I mean, old school Big 12 style, and then that happened. And, I, you know, but also you compare to the week before that with West Virginia Baylor when there were a ton of points in that game. And I think TCU's offense is more consistent than Baylor's. Baylor's got the pieces, they got the quarterback, but I mean, they are so inconsistent with the way that they shoot themselves in the foot and the receivers are dropping balls. TCU doesn't do that. TCU offense, I I feel pretty confident, is better than Baylor's. And, And so I think about that game and I think this game ought to be Easily into the 70s, but then I see what happened last week, and I don't really know how to rectify that in my mind. Can you know, and this is again why, viewer, why I'm going through this because at the end of this, I think I don't want you to walk away with like, well, they said a bunch and didn't say anything. What I'm saying is, I want you to come up, I want you to think, viewer, how do you feel about the game? If you think last week against Texas Tech says more about tech and the improvement they're making was a one week aberration, was a road trip and not a little road trip because they're flying right, but from Morgantown to Lubbock is very difficult because you got to drive from wherever in Morgantown just to get to an airplane, you know, up to Pittsburgh and flying out there. And then out to the middle of nowhere Lubbock. If you could just wipe that out and ignore that game, I think you got to love taking the seven. And I think you got to love taking the over here. I don't know if I can get there because West Virginia has had so many other weird games this season where they just haven't got it done. But I do have to say, I would not be laying seven and a half with TCU for For sure. sure. Yeah. And I think my most favorite play on this would probably still be over. If you had to make one pick on this game, because Jordan, what would your one pick be? Oh uh I, I would I would not I would no, not you pick this game. No. I I wouldn't
1: pick this game. <laughs> um I think if I had to take
0: one pick where the line is at right now. I think I would lay the seven with TCU. You would lay the seven, okay? Yeah. We will make that our official. And the other thing, sideline says this should be TCU minus nine point eight. So uh, we can make that our official lean uh, TCU minus seven. If I'm gonna pick TCU though, I kind of do think that six and a half. Like I said, that six and a half to seven and a half really matters. If yep. it gets to six and a half, is that are we comfortable with a B grade pick on that? Just because I, like I said, I really think this game lands at seven.
1: Yeah, I, I think I am because of what I've seen from TCU this season and how I feel like they're going to play all four quarters. And yeah. I, I've seen plenty of times they're, they're not going to give up. If they get down, I think they're going to keep going. So
0: uh, I would feel good making it a B grade at 6.5. Okay, so 6.5 would be a B grade. Otherwise, we're just going to say lean TCU, but we don't really love it. We don't want to be too yep. invested in it. Uh, and the total 69, like I said, I would lean over. Is there a number that you would go over at? I mean, is it, it's probably like a 66 or something lower than that. Yeah, yeah. It, it would be lower than it.
1: that. No, okay. no, no.
0: Okay. All right. And uh, the other Big Twelve game here, Forest Noon Eastern, Oklahoma at Iowa State. Kind of some similar questions. What do you make of Oklahoma? They kind of had their get-right game against Kansas, but that's also Kansas without Daniels. Um, Baylor made Kansas look foolish too for the first half, then Baylor stopped paying attention and. Kansas got back in it. But I mean, you, you kind of saw a continuation of what Oklahoma did to Kansas in that first half of what Baylor did to Kansas. So I'm not really buying much of that. I still think this Oklahoma team has a lot of problems. I always say a a team mm-hmm. that can frustrate you. Uh, we saw them, we see them frustrate teams every year. We saw them frustrate Kansas and play again, maybe one of the weirdest big 12 games of the season. Um, against yeah. Kansas already this season, they played a 10 to nine game against Kansas state. Uh, they could have easily beaten Texas in Austin. Oklahoma one point favorite here. I, Sideline says this should be a pick'em. I kind of think Iowa State's more likely to win this game than anything else, just because I have, still have no faith in Oklahoma. I, I think there's a quick reaction to what Oklahoma did to Kansas, and Gabriel's back. Blah blah blah. They had problems even when Gabriel was in this game. I think this is I Iowa State's – I mean, they need to start winning some games to make a bowl. I think this is a good chance for them to win a game. Um, totals fifty-six. Cousin Jared, what, what kind of thoughts do you have on this one?
1: I guess I would say I would still lean to the over at 56 because do we think that Oklahoma's defense is going to be able to stop somebody? Uh, and, and I know that Iowa State has shown us nothing this season that, that makes us think that they have an effective offense, but Oklahoma's defense has just been so bad. And, and I mean, you're, you're my Big 12 guru here. So am I, am I too off base in that thought?
0: I think you're correct in that thought, and I would look to other teams that Iowa has played that are similar to Oklahoma and reference that for the total. I don't think we can look at the Kansas state game. Um, Mm -hmm. The issue I have is that there were 55 points in the Baylor game. Uh, Mm -hmm. That Kansas game we talked about only had 25 points and the Texas game had 48. So yeah, I think you're right. I just, the Mm -hmm. question that the question we have to ask ourselves is, is how much worse is Oklahoma's defense than Kansas and how much worse is Oklahoma's defense than Texas? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I, 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 I think I, – I guess the other thing I would say is Iowa State is multifaceted in that they are just going to try to mess with you yeah, and frustrate you. And so the counter to what I just said was Iowa State knows Kansas State's got a good offense and they wanted to play a low-scoring game. Iowa State knows Kansas is a good offense yeah. and to play a low-scoring game. Yeah. Iowa State knows Texas is a good offense and wants to play a low-scoring game. Yeah. What do so, they want yeah. to do against Oklahoma? Because they know Oklahoma has a good offense, but they also know Oklahoma has a bad defense, right? That's right. the question is is if if Iowa State says the way to beat Oklahoma is we can score every time we want to, let's get into a track meet with them, then this game's gonna maybe this is a live bet. Watch the first two yeah. possessions of each team yeah. and just see how it goes. Because if Iowa State says we want to get into a track meet because you can't stop us, then this game's gonna go flying over. But if Iowa State says we know your defense is terrible and we want to have 17 play drives and yeah. that sort of game then it's going under so i think it's just i don't know what type of game plan they're going to have
1: yeah well and the way that you phrase it there would make me think okay they're going to make oklahoma play with their left hand which would be you know playing a, a low scoring game so okay yeah, yeah so you have talked me out of the over there um i don't know i would i would defer to your judgment here if, if you think the iowa state is the right side that i'm good giving that a c
0: grade i think iowa state's the right side um yeah. The question I think I have here is, and and this is a question for you, which you can answer And then, viewer. Obviously you can uh, come up yourself. How little faith do we have in Oklahoma? How much of that Kansas game was a mirage? And how much are we going to say Oklahoma still has serious problems? If you think Oklahoma still has serious problems and I'm, I think they might, then I think this is actually an investable game. Just take Iowa state plus one or money line, because this might be our last opportunity because if, if Oklahoma loses this game, by 10 this might be our last chance to really take advantage of a bad oklahoma team if you think oklahoma got it right against kansas which is a weird thing to say (laughs) but if you think that that writes the ship for them then that's a different story and obviously you don't agree with that take but if, if you think they still have issues and that that kansas game was just kansas still doesn't have a lot of talent without daniels they really are a more one-dimensional, weaker offense. They're relying on the receivers to make great catches, that sort of thing. And you could you could run all over Kansas, and and they just shoved it in their throat. But they still have issues. Then, I Oklahoma may not win another game this season, and yeah. the lines are going to start reflecting that if they if they blow this one. So,
1: yeah, I think I'm I think I'm in between on that. I, I think that Oklahoma is the way that I would phrase it is I don't think Oklahoma is as bad as they were in the TCU games and the Texas game. Mm-hmm. And you know, do what I about think they, the Kansas they State game? I, I, I think that maybe more kind of like what they actually are. But the thing is, is that Iowa State's offense is so much worse than than Kansas State's. That you know, anyway. Yeah, I, I, yeah. talked about the talked about this a long time. I yeah. I, I I yeah. I think I, I again I defer to your judgment in the Big Twelve. I don't have enough faith in to make it <laughs> make it a B grade, and, and so I, w- I would just give it a C.
0: I'm going to hold off what I see right now. I'll think more about it, but it, okay. it's, it's really on the borderline for me as well uh, for okay. Iowa State. Uh, 2 p.m. Eastern, Charlotte at Rice. Who Charlotte? We wanted yeah. to have faith in you, Charlotte. We really did, and they let us down. Um, yeah. Who would have thought we'd see the day where Rice is, a, almost, is more than a two-touchdown favorite against... Yeah. Like, not New Mexico, New Mexico State, right? Not yeah. one of those yeah. teams. Uh, Charlotte may be trying to head there, though. They're now ranked 124th, <laughs> according to Sideline. Uh, Rice is up to 94th. Sideline says this line's pretty accurate. Sideline says it should be 16.8. Uh, the model has really not liked Rice a lot. So, at minimum, I'm going to lean Rice minus 16.5. The question is, do you have enough faith that you want to play that as a B-grade pick or just leave it as the lean? Nope. Just leave it as the lean. All we, right, so we, we will, we will yeah, lean, lean Rice by the 16 and a half.
1: Yeah. Um, the other thing I would say, and I mean, I guess Rice has played a, a couple of, of higher scoring games this year. And, and by a couple, I mean, one, really, last week he gets Louisiana Tech. Uh, the problem is, is that if I had to pick a team on Rice's schedule that was most similar to Charlotte, it would probably be Louisiana Tech. And that game got, got to – it went to overtime, but it got to 83 so, I, I mean, they're still probably like 69 or something like that in, in regulation. Yeah. And so um, I think I would still lean to the under just because Charlotte's defense is so bad. Mm-hmm. I think that that Rice is – I mean, Rice ran for almost like 300 yards in that game. And, and so I think if you, you play that game over again against La Tech, there's going to be some times where they – don't bust quite as many big plays and they just kind of keep the clock running. And this game ends at like 55 or 57 or something like that. So I was still leaning to the under. Um, but again, after what I saw last week with, yeah. with rice and La tech, I feel like that is a good potential analog for this game.
0: That's what I was going to say after that one. I'm like, I have have no idea. Um, It sounds, and I I think I agree with you. It sounds like what you're saying is they almost have a little bit of that triple option service academy in them where it's like, you never quite know if they bust those runs, all of a sudden it can get really high scoring. But if it's four or five yards a pop, it could be a 16 play 12 minute touchdown drive. Yeah, exactly, uh, and, and you just never quite know. It's like it's real. It's a real fine line between which way it plays out.
1: I mean, all all Rice's offense is is the old Stanford offense with not good players, and, and, and so you know the thing is is well not good players. You know, by by the standards well, of college yeah. football, much, much better, better than, than us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not dis- I'm not dissing you, Rice football yeah. players. I know you're a yeah. hundred times better than me. Yeah, uh, um, but yeah. So if. if
0: they don't bust the big plays that they, they're, they're going to keep games low scoring for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Two um, 30 Eastern Rutgers at Minnesota, Minnesota we talked about this last week, uh, just all sorts of injury issues and, you know, playing Rutgers is, is obviously a better test than what happened or better game form mm-hmm. than, than last week's disaster. Um, but Rutgers to me is a team, I think that can hang in this game. Rutgers is pesky. They, they, play a good mm-hmm. defense, they can kind of run the ball, kind of frustrate you. I don't necessarily expect Rutgers to win, but if this game is low scoring, ugly, and Rutgers hangs in there, I don't think that would surprise me at all. I Minnesota's mean, a 14-point favorite. Uh, sideline says 14.3, so it is not going to offer us any help. Totals 40 and a half. I, I just I see this game honestly I would not be surprised if this game finishes in the 20s. Um, maybe the thirties, but I just see this being a low scoring mud slinging kind of rock fight game, mm-hmm. I think under, and I think take the points. Cause in general, what do you think
1: viewer? I have thought about this game all day.
0: And I mean, I don't I know what thought, to make of this. <laughs> I have
1: thought about this game all day, uh, and I can't decide which which I like better. If I like the fourteen points with Rutgers or if I like the under, I think they are both investable plays there. I mean, when you have a total this low, uh, I mean, taking the fourteen points seems like a very smart play. And additionally, when you go to the professor's volatility rankings, Uh, Rutgers. I haven't even made those public. I think that you're the only person who can access those. Okay, well, there you go. So I'm talking about something you don't have access to. This is great for the show. Uh, But but, but it's it's a beta version, I I would say. And and, uh, by these metrics, Rutgers is one of the least volatile teams in the country. You kind of know what you're getting with Rutgers every single week. And Minnesota is the exact opposite. You don't know what you're getting. And by every week, I mean you've got like the first four games of the season for Minnesota, and then you've got the rest of the season for Minnesota. So um, I am all aboard on giving this double B grades on uh, the getting the 14 points with Rutgers and going under 40 and a half would really like 41 as opposed to 40 and a half. Uh, But again, this is just one of those games where you got to ask yourself who's scoring points here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And the answer is someone will have to, but (laughs) But Um, where, where would your thresholds for a grades on either one of those be if applicable?
1: Mm, I mean, I feel like, uh, I think it'd probably be a number I wouldn't get to. I feel like I have to get set to 17 to get an A grade with, okay. with Rutgers. Um, just because if Tanner Morgan comes back, you could find some way that Minnesota wins this game, you know, 24 to three or, or something like that. So I think it'd probably have to be 17 for the points of Rutgers. I don't know. I don't think it's ever going to get, I think I'd need like 44 to go okay. an A grade under. Um, so, but, but 41, I mean, I like it 40 and a half, uh, 41.
0: I, I, I love that too pretty one be like a B plus not quite yes long. yes okay okay all right so we'll go double B grade uh, plus 14 on workers and under 40 and a half official picks on that one uh, ladies and gentlemen the moment you have been waiting for 330 uh, Eastern <laughs> on Saturday New Mexico State at UMass um have we had a matchup this bad between the last and third to last teams all season? There's only one matchup that can beat this, and that's last to second to last. So this might be the game of the year, folks.
1: What What was it when New Mexico and Florida International played each other this season? Was that the two bottom teams at the time? I, of that game. I, I don't have to know.
0: go back and look. It was close. If not, if yeah. this isn't the game of the year, it's 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 runner up. Um, yeah. Who oh boy. Um, <laughs> look, I, I I have thought about this game way too much. Um, first off, as we used to always say last year, we had a whole segment of these games last year when we, we, if you weren't with us last year, uh, that's fine. last year was our first, our first year, like not many of you probably were with us, but we, we, we did, uh, I made little cute segments and, and one of them was a whole segment of games called, you don't have to watch them to make the Moneys." And so it was all the ugly games. We were like, we like something here, but you probably don't want to watch it. And this is the epitome of that. You do not have to watch yeah. this game to make the monies. Uh, y- you, you probably can't watch the game. Uh, I hope not. Uh, maybe it's <laughs> yeah. probably on ESPN plus because everything's on ESPN plus. Um, yeah. It will be ugly, but look, I've, i thought about this way. Too. First off, the total is and a half. It's a non-starter for me. I've seen, there's too many games that UMass has played in where the totals mm-hmm. have gotten like shockingly high. Mm-hmm. And usually I see a total like that and I'm like, mm, let's go under because these totals that go low, there's, it, I don't want to get too sidetracked here, but a lot of times these low totals should, you should go under. And the reason I say that is there's enough people who are blindly going to bet over that that principle, I think works with like a total of six and a half in regular season baseball games, but I don't think it works in college football. Like in college football, when it goes this low, they get resistance, but like it keeps going under, right? So a lot of these low numbers, like under still the right play, the resistance just happens because people are concerned about the number and it it doesn't make a lot of sense. This one's not one of those. I would not go under this number. I would go over it. I just wouldn't touch the total. Um, Yeah. But New Mexico State laying less than a field goal. I think New Mexico State's the right side. When I look at these two teams, and like I said, I've thought about this game. It looked way too much into this game for how terrible it's going to be. I have not seen competency from UMass at all this season with regards to football. And I have seen competency from New Mexico State. I know it's on the road, but New Mexico State actually appears to me like a team that kind of can do the football, and I don't think UMass can. When you look at New Mexico State, they got trounced by Wisconsin, and they got trounced by Minnesota. That's fine. They yeah. had that opening season game against Nevada that was super ugly, and they lost the turnover battle, and they lost the game. and Whatever. It was ugly, but like they at least – and not that Nevada's good, but they hung in there with them. Yeah. They lost by seven to UTEP on the road. That's not bad. They beat Hawaii by like 20, and, and they did not play them by that much, but, I mean, they at least played with them. They lost to FIU, but as we talked about earlier, like I'm not sure FIU's as bad as we thought. They beat New Mexico uh, yeah. by 12. I mean, that's yeah. competency, right? You're looking yeah. at UMass. UMass has the only thing close to good football that UMass has done has either been a they beat Stony Brook so New Mexico State's wins have at least been against FBS teams. New, UMass's right. one win was FCS. They got trounced by Tulane, whatever. They got trounced by Toledo, whatever. They got trounced by Temple, twenty-eight to zip. Yeah, they, yeah. they put up twenty-four against Liberty. Like the, the the best thing I could say about their season probably is they scored twenty-four against Liberty. They also gave up forty-two. Uh, yeah. They got trounced by Buffalo. They only lost by seven to Eastern Michigan. Like okay. what, what does that mean? What does that mean? I talk about yeah. volatile teams, <laughs> right? So uh, all this to say, like, I think New Mexico state does the football at a bad level, but at least a level that's like registers on the scale. Whereas UMass is like, I just think super, super terrible. I want to like the two and a half for New Mexico state. I like this under a field goal. Cousin Jared, can I get you on board? Um, uh, for, for for a B grade, yes, B grade. Oh, oh sweet, sweet Jesus! <laughs> I was
1: I was not anticipating this. Um, I think what I would say about New Mexico State is I think we may be um, underestimating what a competent coach can do for a team mm. like this. And with with Jerry Kill being there, you know, Kill had a decent run at Minnesota. Was the interim coach at TCU after Patterson left? Um, he's just a guy that has just kind of been mostly solid in most of his his stops. So I think you may be seeing um, yeah. that reflect in New Mexico states play when when you have a fairly competent coach there i I think
0: you said what i said exactly the same except you did it like one tenth of the words
1: (laughs) yeah okay there you go so oh my god if you feel strongly about it i'll do that i'll I'll do it i was gonna say i felt like i would need to be
0: like i don't know it's less than three sure it's like, less than three. It's the it. bo- yeah. yeah. To me, it's the yeah. bottom line is I don't think the points get wonky in this game because I don't think there's enough talent to like drive the length of the field to get field goals and things to get wonky. I don't think there's enough talent yeah. for safeties. There's no Iowa defense here to get a safeties, right? Yeah. I think yeah. this just plays out like I think this is a 17-14 or a you know 24-21 or something like that type game. I think New Mexico State yeah. wins, it's less than a field goal. Uh yeah, beat yes, be great for us under Mexico State minus two and a half. Uh, no, threat, no way that I would ever give this an A grade unless you said New Mexico State like plus ten or something insanely yes. stupid, right? Yeah. I, I couldn't yeah. give this an A grade. I don't want to be that invested, but I do think New Mexico State minus two and a half is an investable opportunity. Uh, also, three thirty Eastern, a game that you would want to watch. This one should be a fun. Yes. One. Cincinnati yeah. at UCF total of fifty six. Here, um, the the total at fifty six. I cannot get the fact that UCF scored 70 on, on uh, Temple Temple, yeah. out of my mind. And not that Temple's good, but their defense isn't terrible. Mm-hmm. That UCF SMU, they put a bunch up on SMU, but then last week they didn't score at all. I don't know what to do with UCF here with regards to their totals. Maybe you have an angle there. Like I said, I trust you on the totals. For me, I'm just flummoxed by what I've seen from UCF. Mm-hmm. Um first aside, I think it's priced fairly well and that it's close to zero. The sideline would say that the wrong team is favored by a point says that UCF should be favored by a point. That doesn't mean a whole lot. Obviously we're talking about a very minor discrepancy there of who's yeah. favored by a point. Uh, I think the question you have to ask yourself is who's going to win. Jared, who's going to win? Couldn't tell you uh, <laughs> what, I, what I would
1: say is that I feel like these two teams have been the exact opposite of each other this season. And what I mean by that is Cincinnati has just been very consistent. They have not been world beaters. They have not been great, but they've been solid, consistent. UCF is the exact opposite. They've had moments where they have just looked like world beaters and have been absolutely amazing. And then they have the games where they just look like hot garbage, where they just, you know, haven't looked like nearly the team that, that they should be. So I Personally, I do not want to be invested in this game. My lean would definitely be UCF at home, getting the point. I think I would feel good about that. Um, You know, back-to-back tough road trips for Cincinnati, playing at SMU and then playing at UCF, you know, uh, UCF, obviously terrible loss, at not, not a terrible loss, but did not play well in the loss to East yeah. Carolina. Maybe that'll wake them up a little bit and they'll come out ready to go. Again, with just how up and down this team has been this season, you would think you're going to get a good game from them uh, this week because yeah. you got a bad one last week. So I would Ooh. lean uh, with a C grade kind of towards uh, taking the point with UCF.
0: I, I like UCF as well. I really like them coming off the loss. Not mm. that there is really anything to the zigzag, bounce back, whatever, right. as much as it is, I think, that sets them up for a good week of practice. And there is a motivational yeah. factor here, especially with 19-year-old kids. There is a, you know, you know how good of a week of practice you have, how focused you are for the game. I think it's, I think had they won that game handily, uh, I, not to say that they would have a lackadaisical week, they're obviously going to be prepared for Cincinnati, but I think that just gives them a little bit extra fire this week for Cincinnati mm-hmm. knowing that they really need to win this game. So uh, I, I like UCF too. Uh, the question is, what point would it have? To, I mean, is it is it as simple as we need a field goal to play it? Uh,
1: I I think so. Just because, man, I feel I feel like I, I agree with you. I I like UCF more coming off a loss than a win, but I mean, just in their when they've played
0: bad this year, they have played bad. They have. They have. Um, so we'll go lean UCF taking the point. If it gets to a field goal, I think we like it. Yeah. yeah. We'll keep an eye on this one. It, 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 maybe if it gets to two or two and a half, you could convince me. Um, yeah. Cincinnati kicked like 1800 field goals last week. So if there's a bunch of field yeah. goals, somebody can easily win by one or two. So maybe yeah. if you gets Cincinnati minus two, minus two and a half, maybe you could talk us into UCF plus the points there. We'll kind of just yeah. keep an eye on this. On this or or
1: maybe, maybe even if it got to like UCF, like plus
0: 110 like, on the money line. Like I, I was to say, yeah. Sure, yeah. That might be something I'd be interested in. Yeah, absolutely. So so maybe playable. We'll keep an eye on it. We'll update Patreon. Uh, total of 56, which direction do you lean on that? So earlier in the week, I was leaning towards and, and
1: um, over on, on this game just because, like you said, UCF has, has put up some ridiculous scores this year. But when you really dive into the box scores outside of <laughs> – you mentioned the Temple game. They had 700 yards of offense That's against insane. Temple. But when you dig down into the box scores on those games, some of those games where they put up a lot of points, and I'm specifically thinking about like the SNU game, mm-hmm. they put up 41 points, but they only have like 350 yards yeah. of offense or something like that. So um, I think I've changed my mind. I think I would lean towards the under just because we we know what we've seen from Cincinnati this season, and, and their offense is not that great. Um, and so I, I think their defense could present some problems for UCS offense um so i'd lean under but not enough to to invest in it do
0: do you think it's a situation where however you think the game plays out with regards to who wins them controlling the game can make it more over under you know cincinnati controls this game that's i guess what i'm trying to say if if cincinnati controls this game it it probably goes under if they play the game they want to play ucf if they play the game they want to it goes over Yep, definitely agree. With so that. there, so there might be some correlation there to think through about how you can yep. game a play out could also tell you which way to go. Uh, yep. Obviously, if you're going under, you want to grab under 56. You don't want to wait around. Uh, yep. If you're if you're over, maybe wait and see if you can get it down to 55. Yep. All right. Uh, 3:30 Eastern, Florida at Georgia, neutral site game there in Jacksonville, <laughs> Georgia. A- Pretty big favorite here, uh, 22 and a half points. Sideline says 22.7, so the model's not going to help us out any on this one. Total's 56 and a half. Look, I've been down on Florida all season. Um, I, I kind of think that this is a low-scoring, take-the-points type game. Um, Florida's, this is the game they're going to get up for, the game that they're going to throw everything they have at to try to hang in there, ugly this game up, keep it close, keep it low-scoring. Um Obviously, the question is, can they do that? They've been so inconsistent, but that's obviously this is this has to be their Super Bowl at this point, um, knowing they're probably heading for a, you know, mediocre six and six, seven and five type season. This feels like they're the game they want to show up in, and make some noise. in, Right. You would think. Uh, that would be the
1: case. Uh, the, the problem is is that I just have no faith in, in the Florida offense because you know that Georgia's defense, is, even if it's not quite as good as it was last year, is still good enough to, to kind of make Florida play a game that they don't want to play, and I think they're going to make Anthony Richardson pass, pass, pass in this game, and I have no faith in, in him being able to do so based on what we've seen so far this season. But I do like the under in this game because I could like definitely, you. this could be like a, you could keep, convince me this is going to be 41 to 10 for Georgia, or maybe it could be like 31 to 14 or something like that. I just see so many different ways that this
0: goes under 56. So I am definitely on board with giving that a B grade. I am I was going to say A grade. L- let's let's look at Florida's schedule here, right? Um, Florida LSU had... 80 points in it but we saw last week lsu apparently is just like all of a sudden as an offense gone bonkers yeah i don't even that's
1: just a whole who knows right which let's let's wait for is is it next week i think where we're gonna get uh uh, alabama and lsu i've got i've got takes on that game so just be prepared whenever that game's coming up i've got takes
0: on that one uh but you look at florida missouri uh that came at 41 points you look at uh florida utah had 55 florida Mm -hmm. kentucky had uh, 42 i I feel like georgia is more comparable to uh, missouri kentucky utah than lsu and obviously they're not comparable to any of them because but i'm just saying they're they're, they don't play like lsu does for the most part Right. right lsu also like kind of lacks a little bit of defense um yeah. even Tennessee Florida played Tennessee and that game had 71 points and it Tennessee played Alabama and that game had like a thousand points in it so yeah, yeah, I kind of sure. feel like with the way Georgia plays I feel like under anything under 55 and a half to me I feel pretty confident
1: yeah okay so so let's go I, I will this will say I'll let you talk me into an A grade here okay All so right. we'll give this under an A grade there is another game where you might be eyeing the under, we're gonna talk about a little bit and I will not let you talk me into an A
0: grade on that all right, deal. Um, <laughs> before we move off this game, though, is I've been down on Florida. Uh-huh. Is Florida as bad as we thought? let us re-let's re, let's, let's look again. So uh, let's we, we talked about this early in the season. This, sometimes you just gotta take take a step back, re-look, re-evaluate, reassess. Let's try to get rid of our premonition, our old thinking, right? Mm-hmm. And, and reassess based off what we know is Florida as bad at football as we thought. They lost at Tennessee by five. They lost to Kentucky by 10. The loss to LSU by 10 after last week now looks a whole lot better. Mm -hmm. If Florida is not, I'm not saying they're good, but if they're decent, they can lose this game by 17 or 21 or Mm -hmm. 20 or 14. 22 and a half feels like enough. Florida hasn't, Lost a game this bad all season. Their biggest loss was 10. And yes, LSU and Kentucky are better, but also Tennessee's better and they only lost that one by five. You know, and Utah's better. Mm -hmm. They've played a bunch of tough teams and they've played them close, right? Like, I just, if I'm not saying Florida can't get blown out because Georgia's a very good football team, but I don't think Florida gets blown out the rest of the season. This will be Florida's biggest loss of the season. And so it would be kind of crazy to me to say, that Florida loses all of their games that they lose by 10 or less, and they lose one by 30. Yeah, And especially because I just don't think Georgia as good as they were last year. Last year, Georgia is a different story than this year's Georgia. I yeah. feel like 22 and a half is investable. I feel like that's a B grade.
1: Okay. Let, let's, let's give it a B grade. Uh, I, I do feel like there is a sense of this is what, can, well, but recruiting was why Billy Napier was brought in. But the other reason that Billy Napier was brought in is for games like this. Absolutely. And so it's, it's, Absolutely. I think that you're going to get Florida's, Best shot, and Which, yeah. Maybe that results in them losing by
0: seventeen. Absolutely, absolutely. And this is exactly what he did against Tennessee. Was their best shot against the Tennessee yeah. team that they knew was really good, and they hung in there in that game, and they scored late, probably garbage. It should, but whatever. I yeah. mean, Tennessee's really good. The, the, the fact that they lost that game at tennessee they should have lost it by 12 or 14 or whatever is like still pretty impressive
1: yeah and and i and i wouldn't call it garbage time necessarily but we have seen georgia give up some points later in games or at least georgia games have more points
0: towards the end of the game and so yeah there could definitely be like a backdoor cover opportunity for florida here yeah because it definitely feels like a game that's going to be like you know 21-7 in the fourth quarter and then it's just like the display Georgia games go. It's just hold on to your butt yeah. for the under. Yeah. And hopefully yeah. Florida doesn't give up too many late points. So we'll go B grade yeah. Florida plus 22 and a half. And then under 56 and a half. The Florida is a B grade. The total is an under a grade 4 p.m. Eastern Missouri at South Carolina. South Carolina is a three and a half point home favorite. Sideline says South Carolina should be favored by seven. Mm. Um, Quite a discrepancy here. This number has come down throughout the week. Uh, obviously, uh, two teams I think we don't have a ton of faith in either way. Uh, to be fair, I think we don't have a ton of faith in them because we're comparing them to SEC schools. They're still both pretty solid yeah. football teams. Sideline says South Carolina's ranked 40th, Missouri ranked 55th. So, I mean, they're both in the top half of teams. It's just compared to the SEC teams, they are obviously weaker. Uh, total is 46 and a half. I, I kind of see this as not sure who's going to score a ton of points, but I think... Still think South Carolina is the better team at home. I'm surprised it's only three and a half. Uh, Cousin Jared, what's your take on this game?
1: I would say let's give a B grade to South Carolina laying the three and a half. I I do have... I do have some concerns about South Carolina coming off the, the AM game. That was so AM South Carolina are like the permanent cross division rivals. So they play each other every single big year. Big
0: geographical rivalry there.
1: Yeah, exactly. And this is they play for the bottom trophy, if that tells you anything. And I'm a big history They made a trophy? There is. There is a trophy uh, for that. Anyway, um, so this is the first time that South Carolina has beat AM. I, I know this is going to sound stupid, but I, I, I do think it was a big deal to South Carolina football players
0: to yeah. in they, they it It doesn't matter if you're not geographical rivals it's not like the rivalry where like you've played against these guys in high school none of these kids know each yeah. other probably other than maybe some camps but they're yeah. so far apart uh, yeah. but if you play the same team every year and you lose to them every year you do kind of yeah. start thinking like you want to beat them so I, I i would say it means something for sure yeah
1: yeah but the thing is, is this line is still so low that yeah. that i think that South Carolina still has a good opportunity to cover and just go back and listen to everything that I've said about South Carolina before on this show. It all depends on where Spencer Rattler's turnovers take, <laughs> take place. Yeah. You know, if they're far away from the end zone, that's fine. Um, this The other thing is, is that I think I have faith in Shane Beamer. Like mm. I think that he will have his team ready to go even after a, a big win for them. Last week, and again, it, do, it doesn't hurt that Missouri's not not very good at, at all. Yeah. Um, so let's give a B grade to South Carolina laying the three and a half points. I I, I don't know, uh, I guess maybe if it got down to two and a half, I would maybe say a grade. Yeah, I think so. Um, I, yeah, I, I so. guess I would probably say that. Um, man. So the under is the right side on this game. What I would say about the sure. total, ah, man, I would really like 47 a lot more than 46 and a half. That 46 and a half really grosses me out. And so I guess probably what I would say personally, I would want to wait on, on this. If it goes to 47, let's grab a B grade under at 47. But even if this goes down to 45, I would say let's give it a B grade at 45. Where would it be an A grade at?
0: Um... Uh, I think it'd probably have to be like 51. Wow. I'm a little surprised at that. Just looking at Missouri scores in conference play, the game against Auburn had 31 points in overtime. The game against Georgia had 48 points. The game against Florida had 41 points. The game against Vanderbilt had 31 points. Uh,
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, you
0: could say something, say (laughs) something
1: similar about, about South Carolina for, for sure. Um, Again, I just go back to where are the turnovers yeah. going hap- to happen at? And, and, you know, I don't know. 27-20 feels like a potential outcome here. Um, so so
0: what, what would you do in this situation? Let me, let me I think that. What would you do? For me, 48 would be an A grade under. Mm, for sure. Okay. okay. Um, I,
1: guess what I, I'm really, it, I guess what I'm really asking you is, would you give it a B grade at under 46 and a half? Yes. Maybe you want to play the waiting game.
0: Okay. I, I well, okay. I would give it a B grade at 46 and a half. I'm not sure it matters if we should wait, just because I don't I'm yeah. not dying forty-six isn't any different than forty-five, right? So right, right. I, I'm not I'm not dying to jump in, but I would play B under um I'd play a B grade under probably until forty-four. Hmm. That's probably my numbers, probably forty-four and forty-eight would probably okay. be my B and A grade thresholds. Okay, so I mean, if you wanted to wait and just see, I'm fine with waiting um, or lock it in. I don't. I doubt it gets to 48, but if it does, yeah, hallelujah.
1: yeah. So, so let's 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 wait for, for now. See if it goes to 47. But again, you're never going to have a difficult time talking me into an A grade under.
0: And,
1: <laughs> and, and so uh, I would say let's uh, let's let's see if it goes back to 47. It's it opened at 48 and is down to 46 and a half.
0: So that makes me think maybe it'll go back up to 47. So if if it, up yeah. and a half, Maybe we'll bounce back up to 47. Yeah. So official picks for us then, we'll take South Carolina minus 3.5 as a B-grade pick. If it gets a 2.5, it's an A-grade. We like the under. We're going to wait, just see what the number does. But we think under's the right side. If you want to jump now and just lock it in, just lock it in. We think under's the right call here with these two yeah. teams. Uh, but we're going to see what the number does uh, somewhere between an A and a B-grade for us, depending on exactly where the number falls. Yeah. 4 uh, p.m. Eastern. South Alabama at Arkansas State. South Alabama is a ten and a half point road favorite. SiteLine says it should be seven point three. South Alabama ranked 66th according to the model. Arkansas State 98th. Uh, I'm going to argue to take the ten and a half with Arkansas State. That's a lot of points. I think they can hang in there, and I think they've got a lot of ways they can lose this game and still cover at home. Total 55 and a half. Because Jared, what do you think? Our boy Major Applewhite, uh, offense coordinator at South Alabama, not looking too hot.
1: Um, oh. even, even by Troy standards and, and, and Troy, we, we know how much we love a good Troy under, uh, what was that seven points or something in, in that game against Troy, uh, last week. So man, that, that was not very good. I, 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 it was a good game. It was a close and competitive game, uh, South Alabama and Troy, just not exactly, even, even though we played the under still not exactly what I was expecting.
0: Um, no, six, six points, not even seven. They didn't get to seven. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man, six points. Wow. Um, so I, for that reason, I would also agree. Let's give a B grade to taking the 10 and a half points with, with Arkansas state, just, you know, ev- everything I've ever said about the Arkansas state defense, right? I mean, yeah, South Alabama could fix a lot of their offensive problems in this game, but just based on what I've seen from South Alabama's offense this season, I have faith in Arkansas state scoring enough to to keep this one relatively close.
0: Yeah, and you look at South Alabama went on the road to Louisiana and won by three, and that feels – Louisiana and Arkansas State feel similar in that regard of sometimes they look okay, sometimes they don't. But going on the road and winning by double digits – more than yeah. double digits. even if they went by 10, they don't cover is not an easy task. Obviously, South Alabama can do it. Uh Arkansas State's not good enough for us to give this an A-grade, but I think it makes sense to take yeah. the 10 and a half. Uh, yeah. total 55 and a half. Uh, I I feel like you're just out on this total because Arkansas yeah, State yeah. is
1: <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like I, I could easily see this game being 31-17 or you know 34-14 or something, something like that. So um I, I would stay away from this total. Um, South Alabama is, is a much better team, and so if they get um, Arkansas State to play the game that they want to play. It could it could go under a number like the D5 and a half.
0: Yeah, and I I kind of thought last week against Louisiana might go under because of what we saw the week before with Arkansas State and Southern Miss and Arkansas State's defense let Louisiana score a bunch of points. So uh, yeah. again, and, and I stand by, obviously, caveat, make sure, right? I think Arkansas State and Louisiana are still pretty similar. Last week was one result. If they play that game 10 times, I don't think Louisiana wins all 10 of them by 20 points. Uh, yep. Louisiana obviously got the win last week. Kudos to them for that. But in general, I, I you know, both of both those teams that kind of stand by the uh, don't know what you're going to get from them. Not great. Um, South right. Alabama, a better team, but going on the road and winning by 11 or more is, is difficult to do. Uh, so we're going to take Arkansas State plus 10 and a half be great and pass on the total. Uh, to the night sure. games, 7 p.m. Eastern, Kentucky at Tennessee. Tennessee's favored by 12 and a half. Sideline says it should be 11.9. I've got Tennessee ranked fifth. Uh, Kentucky ranked 19th. This should be an interesting ball game. Total's 63 and a half. Because, Jared, what is your take on this one?
1: Man, my my take on this game, you know, I, I feel like I've been very upfront with how I feel about Kentucky th- this yeah. season where yeah. I think they have a good defense. <laughs> offense is is very underrated. But – or, excuse me, offense is not very good. Uh, defense is underrated and good. Offense is not very good. Uh, overrated is the term I meant to use there. If there is any team that can ugly up a game with Tennessee, I think it is Kentucky. Uh, I think they are, and I, I'm, I'm not going to say built to, to beat uh, Tennessee, that that's not what I mean at all. But I think they are built to to ugly up this game. You could tell me that Chris Rodriguez has 38 carries in this game, and I would 100 percent believe you. Because I think it's like You could say going 48
0: through, and I'd be like, sure, whatever.
1: Yeah. I, they'd I, figure out a way. I don't know how, but they'd figure it out. <laughs> because I think they just want to they're they're gonna want to bleed this clock and bleed this clock and bleed this clock. I, I know that that Tennessee played um, Tennessee Martin last week and had 56 points in the first half or whatever it was, you know, basically a bye week I I get that. Kentucky had an actual bye week and and has been practicing nothing except defending Tennessee's offense the the past two weeks. I know that that total with Tennessee and Alabama got way up there, but the thing is, is that Kentucky's defense might be a little worse than Alabama's defense, maybe a, a little bit worse. If Kentucky scores in this game, it is going to take them so much longer to score than it took Alabama to score. I think they're yeah. going to be... Taking- saying, it's,
0: it's, it's, it's less about the defensive comparison to Alabama it's the offensive comparison. It's that Alabama, yeah. half the time when they were scoring was a quick slant and the guy runs for 70 yards. You know, that yeah. sort of yeah. thing. There was just the scoring was happening so fast, whereas Kentucky's not going to want to do that, nor are they mm-hmm. going to be able to do that. That's not how they're built Yeah, <laughs> to, to, to go anyway.
1: Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with that. And, and so, you know, I, I can't, I, you know, I, I think Jake might disagree if he were here, but I'm definitely leaning to the under in this game. I just think that Kentucky is going to find some way, somehow, even if it's to the detriment of their own offense, to keep the Tennessee scoring down in this game.
0: Yeah, I think back to, and we've already talked about right, the Tennessee-Florida game, um, where that game was 38-33. to That feels like the maximum that this game gets to. Because Florida and Kentucky, I think, are, are fairly similar, as much as we can compare teams, right? right. Um, offense, definitely inconsistent at best. Uh, but, I mean, Kentucky's, I think, got a little bit better of a defense than Florida does. That – Game got a little out of hand late. And like I said, I think that's the most you can get to. So seeing that that's the, to me, the ceiling, I definitely do agree that under is the right play here. I think I'm good with a B grade on this under okay yeah let's let's give it a b grade and and i don't think there's really a a way you could get me to an a grade with tennessee's offense Uh, no, it just wouldn't be wouldn't be worth it i also kind of wonder about taking the points with tennessee when i think i think again going back to that florida game i think that that's i think florida gearing up for georgia is very similar for what kentucky's doing here for tennessee like i think they are can find a way to keep this thing close ugly Mm -hmm. it up Mm -hmm. um the question is, do we want 13, do we want 13 and a half, do we want 14, or is double digits enough in a game where, again, I think Kentucky's defense is the only defense they're going to face all season that could potentially yeah. slow them down. Well, I think it's also
1: important to note that we've got a potential look-ahead spot for Tennessee here playing Georgia the, the week after this. Um I, I don't think they would be looking at past Kentucky, especially with how Kentucky has played against them in in the recent past. you know mm-hmm. I know that's been one of the sore spots for Tennessee is not only you know losing the Florida for so many years, but the past few years not being able to beat Kentucky. What I would say about that is that I feel like Florida Anthony Richardson, God, don't get me started on Will Levis. I, I still don't understand all the hype. Anthony Richardson is so much more dynamic
0: and they're Florida very different was,
1: quarterbacks. And Florida was able to come back and score late in that game to get kind of like a backdoor cover.
0: Whereas, but without that
1: score, they still lose by 12, and that's what that would cover this number. maybe. I, I just if if when Kentucky gets down 14 points mm-hmm. or something in this mm-hmm. game, I just don't so know. Good. Yeah, yeah, I just I just don't know. They're just just trying to to make it
0: not a blowout at that point.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I just don't know if they're going to be able to come back. So you might be able to talk me into 13 and a half for a B grade. I want 14, uh, but you might be able to talk me into 13 and a half.
0: Okay. So we'll say officially a lean on Kentucky, taking the points, just too many points in a rivalry game with a defense. That's going to, I think give Tennessee some problems as much as any defense can. That offense is fantastic. Uh, I think still Tennessee wins. I just think there's a lot of ways they can again, win and not cover this. Um, We'll say 13 and a half or 14. We'll see if this number gets there. We will discuss a B grade pick. Otherwise again, just a C grade pick for us on Kentucky and we'll go B grade under 63 and a half, a fairly key number there, 62, 63, as much as key numbers can exist up at that point. Um, So we're on the right side of that under uh, some of those numbers. Uh, 7 p.m. Eastern Colorado state at Boise state State is a 27 and a half point underdog. Um, I don't know what to say about this game. Uh, Colorado State's terrible. Uh, Boise State <laughs> is eh, respectable. Um, yeah, just ho hum. Uh, yeah. Sideline says twenty four point two. I want twenty eight. Uh, would I play twenty seven and a half? I honestly don't know. For right now, I'm not jumping to play twenty seven and a half. If he gets to twenty eight, for me, 28 to a B grade. It's not at twenty eight right now, so I'm just not rushing. If it gets a Saturday afternoon and it's still 27 and a half, I'll think more about playing 27 and a half. It's not a terrible play because 27 can happen, but when you see a total, when you see a total like 42 and a half and the spread of twenty seven and a half, your brain starts doing the math and you start thinking like this is this is probably one of those like 35 to seven games. Like that's kind yeah. of what we're saying. And, and, and if you said that, I'd be like, that sounds about right. So I, I just, I want that 28. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm just, I'm, I'm, I would lean colors. It's just too many points. I've seen Boise state too many times in the last 10 years. Now it seems like, be good, be solid and have these types of games where they should destroy someone and they don't. I said it at UTEP. I never expected them to lose to UTEP. Holy Mm cow. Also, that didn't feel like forever ago, Um, but that same sort of thing that was on the road. This is at home. So it's a little bit different, but just one of those, like play around with a team that they should destroy and they just don't do it. So I just couldn't back Boise state. It's just too many points, Uh, but I'm not jumping to play Colorado state. Like I said, unless I get 28 for me, that's my B grade threshold. Uh, Total is 42 and a half. I feel like under's the play, but gosh, it's just a low number.
1: I think it's too too low. We're only two weeks removed from – uh, you know a Jake Hanerless Fresno State team having a, a you know having a total of sixty points in that game Boise State beat Fresno forty to twenty. We got forty eight points in San Diego State in in Boise. Never would have thought that game no. would have gotten to, to forty eight points. Um, I, I just New Mexico that game got the, the forty five points. I feel like yeah. New Mexico is not a, not a bad uh, analog for for Colorado State here. I think we've just got too many examples of Boise games this season where I would need something more like forty five. I was forty five least. For or 48 to feel or 47 even to, to feel better about this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I think we'll pass on the total Uh, cousin Jared, you, you agree with me on the C grade play on Colorado state. Yes. All right. Any, anything else to add other than don't watch this game, do not watch this game. And again, I,
1: I I would be hesitant to play the under 42 and a half here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. 730 Eastern Michigan state at Michigan. Michigan is a 21 and a half point favorite. I've got them ranked fourth. Michigan state. I've got ranked 45th, which I don't know. (laughs) Sure. Sure. I mean, it's tough. It's like it's, it's, we talk about some of these SEC teams, right? Like Michigan State is absolutely a disappointment based off what they were last year. Um, they're a disappointment compared to some of the really good Big Ten teams. They're clearly not terrible. We saw them, you know, beating Wisconsin, right? So it, they're not terrible, but they're just, they're not good. Right. Um, this one's an interesting matchup. I feel like there's years mm-hmm. past where you could convince me that this is going to be an under game, but is is Michigan state going to be able to stop Michigan is the question. (laughs) This, this, this was the game I was referencing when I said you were not going to be able to talk me into an a
1: plate on the total here, because I I love a good Michigan under more, Mm -hmm. more than anybody else. But the two teams that that does not apply to is Ohio state and Michigan state, Mm -hmm. because I do believe that Michigan will score as many points as humanly possible in this game. And 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 I
0: don't think Michigan state can stop them. Ohio state could at least could maybe stop them. I don't think Michigan state can.
1: No, no. And, And so, people I would tell you, you might be tempted to play under 55. Again, I, I, I wouldn't, I would, I would almost in almost every I'd, other I'd play scenario. The, I'd
0: play the over more than I play the under. 55. Yeah. And in,
1: in, in almost every scenario, I would tell you to play an under Michigan 55, but I would not tell you to do that in this game. Would, would could I, could I talk you into an over 55? Uh, I don't think so. No, uh, no. I, I don't, I don't think so. I, right, I just, okay. I, you know, and that goes back to me more about Michigan state. Like I, what are we going to get from Michigan state in this game? I have yeah. no idea.
0: Yeah. And it makes us this, this, the, the question difficult to know how to, how to pick a side to on the yeah. one hand, I think 21 and a half points is a lot of points. Michigan state has to know that they cannot get into a track meet with Michigan. They have to know that if mm-hmm. they try to go fast, they're going to get a lot of quick three and outs. Their defense is going to be on the field and be exhausted. They have to try to get long, s- slow scores. Yeah. I don't think they can do that. But if they have any success slowing this game down, 21 and a half is a lot of points. No. Uh, if it was 21, if especially if it's 20, I'd feel totally fine laying the points. But the hook maybe hasn't worked. Maybe I shouldn't worry about the hook. Yeah. Maybe I should say Michigan's going to beat them down and the hook doesn't matter. And I'm overthinking it. Uh, w- w- what's what's your take on that?
1: Uh, if I had to pick a
0: side, I would lay the 21 and a half with Michigan. Let's do that. Let's do a lean 21 and a half, laying the twenty-one and a half and a half with Michigan. Okay. Uh, would we play Michigan? Sideline says uh, 20.7. So it says it's pretty well priced. Would we lay, would we make that a B grade at 21 or 20 and a half or 20? Like what number would we actually want to play? Cause I, 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 yeah. I, I kind of just think this is, I, I probably just gonna be a beat down. I just can't see yeah. Michigan state moving the ball and I can't yeah. really see, I can't see them stopping Michigan. They're, they're, yeah.
1: I would lay. I would make it a B grade at twenty. I would lay yeah, 20, twenty points for the B grade. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, officially say twenty. If it gets to twenty and a half, uh, I'll I'll I'll, I'll text you. Okay. <laughs> I'll see if I I'll see if I can get you there. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we'll just officially lean uh, Michigan on that. No play on the total. Uh, Eight p.m. Eastern. Pittsburgh and North Carolina. North Carolina's a three-point home favorite. Uh, I. I feel like I've done fairly well with North Carolina. My mm-hmm. hypothesis with them has mostly just been uh, if you're if you're laying a number less than a touchdown lay it. If you're taking a number more than a touchdown take it because they just play ping pong back and forth games. I think that, yeah. I think it's failed once um, yeah. you saw it again with the Duke game
1: Virginia tech is the Virginia one Te-
0: Virginia tech. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I kind of think the same thing here. I think this is going to be a high scoring back and forth game. Uh, it's less than a touchdown. So I would to lay the three with North Carolina. I think that uh, they're the home team. They win. And I just think it's nothing but touchdowns. I think this is a, I think this game probably finishes forty-two to thirty-five, and I don't know mm-hmm. who wins forty-two thirty-five, but I think that it's more likely that North Carolina wins 42-35 yeah. being the home team. And so I think let's lay the three with North Carolina, and I would say go over sixty-five. I just think there should be a lot of points. I think we talked about this with the Louisville game here. I think this Louisville Pitt game last week. I think it's just a weird. I think it's messing with everyone's brain. But I yeah. think North Carolina drags team into overs, except for Virginia Tech, and Pittsburgh is yeah. no Virginia Tech. They're I think not. this. Not. I, I think. North Carolina and over are my directions for this game. And, and
1: see, the thing is, is that Pat Narduzzi wants Pittsburgh to be Virginia Tech, but he yeah. but like he just hasn't completely sapped all of the no. offense out of the team <laughs> as no. yet. Um, so, yeah, let's go double B grades here. I'm good with laying the three points with North Carolina, uh, and I think over 65 is probably a pretty smart play as well.
0: Any, any A grade possibilities for any numbers that you'd be looking for?
1: Um, I would probably say – I think you could talk me into 62.
0: Um, 62. for an A grade over. What about I was saying I'm saying 63 maybe just because of the possibility of 3528 but at least push us. Yeah, yeah. Let's split let's split the difference. 62 and let's half. go 62 and a half. All yeah. right, that way if it that way if it is 35 28 that we then we win. Yeah, It probably won't get there so it's probably a wasted 30 seconds of airtime, but uh, <laughs> we'll go over B grade 65 if it gets on to 62 yeah. and a half. That would be an A grade on the over and we'll go B grade laying the 3 with yeah. North Carolina. 9 p.m. Eastern Middle Tennessee at UTep. Sideline says that middle Tennessee should be favored by two and a half. UTEP is favored by one and a half. There are some questions about how much that matters. It matters more these days with more games finishing at one and two than in years past, uh, partially because kickers apparently like got worse, I guess, and now struggle making extra points. Um, field goal safeties, weird. Late game going for two shenanigans, so... Now, the one and twos matter more than they used to. We're not sure how much they matter overall, but um, Sideline Rakes, Metal Tennessee, 105th, UTEP, 117th. Uh, total is 52. Uh, you know, viewer, we, we say that because Jared and I don't talk about the games, we did actually talk about this one beforehand. Uh, I feel a little bit That's, at a disadvantage.
1: And, and that is a good glimpse into our lives of all of the games that we could have talked about before we, we came talked about on the this show. One. We yeah. talked about Middle Tennessee State yeah. and UTEP.
0: Yeah, I don't even. I don't even know. I don't. Let's. I don't even want to address that. (laughs) What I do want to say. I feel like I'm a little bit of a disadvantage because we talked about that. And like you're over here, I feel like doing all your research for your ammunition. I have no ammunition to come back on. So if you have your ammunition as to why you don't want to take the one and a half with Middle Tennessee, uh, let's let's hear it.
1: I just think that Middle Tennessee State's defense is so bad that they can make anybody look competent. I have no faith in them, and this is one of those things where I just feel like I've identified the one bad spot on the field, and UTEP is, is not good. Like I'm not trying to sit here and tell you that they are, but I think UTEP can get enough stops to, to come out ahead in this game, whereas like I, Middle Tennessee State will get a couple stops. But, I mean, UTEP could put up like 31 points. And if this UTEP team puts up 31 points, I think the odds of them losing are, are
0: low. All right, here's, here's my counter to that. Okay. Middle Tennessee State has played seven games this year. The worst team they've played was Tennessee State. They won 49-6. to six. Hmm. The second worst team they played was Colorado State, who they yes. beat. Yes. The other five teams they have played are all actually kind of good. James Madison, Miami, UTSA, UAB, Western Kentucky. I think we're a little bit misreading Middleton, Tennessee State. That's five pretty good opponents. I, I'll, I'll forgive you for putting Miami in that list, um, <laughs> but but they won that game. There you go. Then the, yeah. then the next worst team they played, they won. Yeah. But Miami's better than UTEP. I I don't think we. I don't think you can argue that one. Yeah, yeah, no, no, they they definitely are. That's that's the thing is I, I I definitely hear what you're saying. I just I think that Middle Tennessee State is getting a little. I mean they 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 that's just, they played a really tough schedule, and I think that they're I think I think there might be a really good chance to back Middle Tennessee. Now again, sideline isn't that high on them. I've got them ranked 105th, mm-hmm. but you look at the last five games. I think we should maybe consider getting back on the Blue Raiders train. Here's why: UTEP, Louisiana Tech, Charlotte. Florida Atlantic, Florida International, they got a chance to win all five of those games. They should at least get to, they should at least win three of them and get to ball eligibility. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's a weaker schedule down the stretch. They played a really tough schedule so far. I think they can go on the win, go on the road and get the win here at UTEP.
1: Okay. So I don't know if I have, I have been swayed completely, but we will, we will let uh, sideline be, be the tiebreaker. And so
0: we we will go with Middle Tennessee State as the lean. All right. So we'll go with Middle Tennessee State as the lean. Uh, I'm going to work on you all week trying to text you and get get that to a B-grade. I really think we should jump on the Blue Raider bandwagon. I think the schedule has just been unfriendly to them. And I think that – it, it, it's misleading when you play all the good teams up front. Yeah. So, okay. I mean, taking care against the bad teams. I'll I'll
1: I'll I'll make you a, I'll make you a deal then. All right. We can. It, so you you want this to be a B play? Yes. That's that's what I'm hearing. Okay. Yep. Let's make it on the money line. Okay. As opposed to taking the point and a half. So I, what I'm seeing right now is plus one ten. So let's make this a B grade on the money line at plus one ten.
0: All right. I like it. Get a little plus odds. Plus a plus one. Hopefully it doesn't matter, and we'll take the plus one ten on Middle Tennessee State money line as a B grade pick. Uh, total of fifty two. Uh, uh, wouldn't play the under uh, because again, I just
1: I just mentioned that I think Middle Tennessee State's defense is is really bad, and, and you look at like when UTEP played
0: La Tech, that game had seventy two points. When they played Charlotte, that game had seventy six points. What, would we Would we go over? And uh, I'm, I'm not sure Middle Tennessee State's played a game under fifty two all season. Um, no, they have not. Uh, I think, uh, if I can do uh, quick math in my... Uh, no, the first game of the season went to 51. Uh, but yeah, I mean... Yeah, yeah. Um, I would say... God. 52 is uh, kind of a key number there. I mean, I, I feel like over 52 yeah. is a pretty solid play. Yeah. Um, UTEP got drugged yeah. down with lower scoring games against New Mexico, to New Mexico State. I feel like that kind of happens with them. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Um, 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 let me check where, where this line opened. So this line opened at... Yeah, this line opened at 53.5 and just came down to 52 today. Um, sure, let's go B-grade over 52. All
0: right, we'll go B-grade over 52, uh, and we'll go plus 110 on the money line on Middle Tennessee State, also a B-grade. 2.30 Eastern, San Diego State, at Fresno State. Uh, Fresno State getting it done for us? yet last week. Kind of figuring out life without Hainer. Uh, he's yep. coming back at some point. I keep assuming it's not going to be this week. It, it just seems, they keep saying week to week. At some point, he'll pop, he'll pop back, it'll be a pleasant surprise. But they're looking respectable without him kind of figuring out how yeah. to kind of make that offense without him. Still a team, as we talked about, with a lot of talent. I think I mentioned this last week, the schedule setting up for them well to finish out strong. They obviously just blew some winnable games early on when they were trying to figure all that stuff out. But uh, should be able to take care of a San Diego State team that sideline has ranked 103rd. So that says it should be Fresno State minus twelve point one. I mean, I think Fresno State's the side here at single digits. The question is, is it investable? Is it a B grade or a C grade pick? Obviously, we all would love seven, but San Diego State just has issues scoring, and Fresno State mm-hmm. seemed to be playing fairly well. Yeah. Um, total is forty. I my first thought was under, but I just I looked into these and I with Fresno State the how many points they put up last week. Uh, I just can't – if anybody's going to solve the San Diego State defense, I think it's probably them. I think I would be more excited about laying eight and a half than I would be about going under 40 personally. Uh, What's your take?
1: I completely agree. I think this is a well-priced total. I, I don't think there's a, any good way to go over or under on, on that total. Yeah, let's lay the eight, eight and a half points. Um, I think that Jeff, Jeff Tedford is a good enough offensive mind. We saw it throughout his career as a coach uh, you know, in, in college that he can get his offenses going. Like you said, it takes a couple of weeks You losing mm-hmm. a player like Hainer, but I have faith in, in them getting enough going. And I also have f- faith in the Fresno State defense to not let San Diego State score that many points. Which shouldn't it, be that hard um, to do. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I could easily see this game being like twenty-eight to ten or, or yeah. something like that. So um, I, I'm I'm good with giving a B grade
0: to Lane eight and a half plus with Fresno. If that's where I was at too. B grade Lane eight and a half with Fresno. Uh, seven A grade. Um, yeah, yeah. It was started at seven and a half. It's gone up to eight and a half. I don't see it going back down. But again, we've seen some weirder line movements we the last week or two. So if we it have. goes into seven, uh, that would be an A grade for us. But otherwise, uh, I still think it's investable. I would play it as a B play, probably up to about ten. Uh, once you get above 10, a little bit less exciting for me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so B great pick, Fresno State minus eight and a half. And yeah, I just complete pass on the total. Honestly, as crazy as it is, I might would probably actually lean over, but I don't think I want to play it over with, in a San Diego State game. Nope. Um, nope. <laughs> do, do, not, do not do that. Disregard yeah. what you just heard, people. Do not, do, not do that. <laughs> but I wouldn't play under 40 either. So no, I don't know. Yeah, no, just no, a complete no. pass for, for us the total. Yeah. Um Ten thirty Eastern, Stanford at UCLA, total of 64 and a half on this one. Stanford has seemed like a team that, that's really kind of played whatever game you want to play
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: if you're better than them. Arizona State last week, questionable if they were better than them. That was kind of a weird game. Uh, but, you know, if, if you can control the game against Stanford, UCLA should be able to control this game. That should make it a fast-paced game. A fast-paced game favors UCLA. Um I like that it's under 17. I, I, I like laying the 16 and a half with UCLA. I kind of think over as well. It's a it's a large number, but the UCLA Oregon game got over, and that was with a ton of field goals. And I don't think Stanford's going to hold UCLA to field goals in this one. Uh, we've seen Stanford play hard all 60 minutes and go for scores at the end. Mm-hmm. Maybe that affects how you feel about laying the 16 and a half with UCLA, knowing that backdoor's there. But I feel like you either have to really like laying the 16 and a half with UCLA or the over, if not both, because mm-hmm. I think you're only counter to – the over not hitting is usually is going to run away. Then you like UCLA. The only counter to not liking, um, UCLA is safe. going you play for the back door, then you like the over more, right? It's kind of like, you might like both, but you, I think you have to like one of the other. So yeah, I've set you up. Which one do you like more? <laughs> I think I like the over
1: 64 and a half more. Um, this feels like a game that I don't know this is probably on fs1 i should really know which channel these games are on if i'm gonna mention that but it's either on fs1 or it's on espn2 and it's about 12:30 central time and there's nobody left in the stands and stanford punches in and scores a touchdown with two minutes and 20 seconds left for this game to go over that's how i see this this game playing out and so yeah i think i would give a b grade to the over 64 and a half e- espn espn wow yeah. this is on big espn man yeah. uh yeah, it's going to be kind of a blowout for the big ESPN late game. That's okay, though, because um, the Mountain West has been terrible, and they don't deserve to be on ESPN uh, at, at this point. True. So, uh, yeah, so let's let's go over uh, 64.5. I'll be honest with you. I don't have a feel on, on the side this feels about right. Uh, I, I am um, concerned about a Stanford backdoor cover, again, which is why I like the over more. Uh, yeah. I would be concerned about
0: Stanford finding the backdoor late. Okay. Um, so does that mean you would I, lean – Stanford then rather than UCLA for, for our people in Pickles uh, uh, contest at 17 and a half. I would if you if you're a number out there, 17 and a half, I would lean Stanford. 16 and a half. Yeah, it's tougher it, to me to meet 13 and a half. I'm excited to play UCLA 17 and a half. I'm excited to play Stanford yeah. in the middle is like I said, it's one or the other. You have to if, if we're looking over more, I'm fine with that official position. And that makes me a little bit more nervous about laying it with UCLA.
1: I think that I would still lean Stanford because Stanford has been the least volatile team according to your metrics that you're working on. And Sideline says this should be less than 16. So so. I just feel like Sideline has nailed Stanford. So I would take taking the point. All
0: right. So we're going to go lean Stanford plus 16 and a half. We're going to go over Mm -hmm. 64 and a half with a B grade, A grade at 62. Probably not going to get there. Yes, yes. Yeah, probably not going to get there, but if it does, we'll go A-grade at 62 for the over. Uh, wrapping us up for week 9, 10.30 p.m. Eastern, Nevada at San Jose State. <laughs> <Whew>. <laughs> Stay with us, viewer. Don't click off yet. Uh, We have a play. You don't have to watch them to make the monies. We have a play we like on this one. So it's ugly, but hang in there with us. Um, San Jose State ranked 86th, Nevada 125th. Nevada, we talked about, just continues to look worse and worse. I don't know how they're ranked 125th. That feels high. And I can't, but it sounds like the stupidest statement, but it does. I mean, they just look terrible. San Jose State uh, coming off of a canceled game because – of a player death no. I don't yeah. know how I, I there's no way to talk about it obviously our condolences uh yeah to family and friends in that situation how that's gonna affect them I have no idea uh that's obviously tragic there's really nothing yeah. more to say about that they're obviously gonna go out and try to play a football game to have fun and yeah. um as someone who's experienced tragedy recently you go out there and you do what you love as a distraction so yep. uh who knows how that's gonna play out they should be able to whoop Nevada It shouldn't be close. Um, Can they win by more than 24 and a half? That seems like a lot of points, Um, especially in a game with a total of 43 and a half. I don't know where the points are going to come from. Nevada's defense has been okay. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not been good, but it hasn't been terrible, but their offense has been so terrible.
1: It's very bad.
0: It feels like 43 and a half is too many points. I kind of like the under, if you like the under, you kind of like taking the points because they're correlated. We talked about that a lot in this episode. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I like the under more than taking the points, but 24 and a half is so much. It's almost kind of hard to pass on that many points in a game that San Jose state could easily win by 17, Mm -hmm. 21, 20, 24, a lot of ways they can win this handily. You know, if this game was 20, 24 zip, I'd be like, sure. That seems about right. You know, 27 to three, right. There's just so many ways that, that this could, this could go. So I kind of think, take the points and I kind of think go under Uh, cousin. Jared, how are you going to uh, direct us?
1: So I think that the under is a good play at 43 and a half, uh, obviously would rather have 44. So what I will propose is that we wait here and, and see if we get it to, to 44 and potentially give it a B grade there. If not, I would say play under all the way down to 41 okay. in this game. I would give a, a B grade to, to the under and the A grade would probably be like 45, which okay. not too far from it. Not Maybe too far there. from it. Um,
0: okay.
1: So potentially get to an A grade on the, on the under
0: here. Okay, so we definitely like the under. Again, kind of like we talked about with the uh, South Carolina-Missouri game. We're going to hold off. We're going to see what happens with the number, kind of track it. Again, we'll update on Patreon whenever we lock one in. I think under 43.5 is a perfectly good play. Under 42.5, a perfectly good play. If you get 44, even better. If you get 45, even better. So we'll discuss on that. We'll kind of see where the number goes, whether it's an A or a B grade pick. But we definitely like the under here. I think we got a for sure, lean Nevada. Mm-hmm what number would we actually say it's worth the investment on Nevada? Or do we just say Nevada could lose this game 31 zip and it's just yeah. not worth playing Nevada, even though it's a lot of points. So I think this should be 20 and a half. And again, hmm. I'm not high on Nevada. When you, when you compare, I think my numbers to other people's numbers on this one, I, I don't think I'm very high on Nevada already. Um, right. It's a lot of points. Is it investable? Um.
1: Yeah, let's let's give it a, let's give it a B grade, because if I go look at Nevada's schedule, I mean, Iowa beat them by 27 and, and Air Force beat them by 28. And I don't think San Jose State is as good as either of those teams. So that's Air
0: Force at their best, Air Force at their worst. Yes. You could lose to anybody.
1: <laughs> yeah. So um but yeah, I, I would say let's give this a, a B grade. I think that this game can stay low scoring enough for them to stay within this number.
0: That's that's where I was too. It's it's I, I hate doing it. I hate it because Nevada's so bad, but yeah, 24 and a half just seems like too many points. Getting the hook there on a again, a quasi-key yeah. e number as key as they can be out there, right? Right. Um, so we'll go B-grade pick on Nevada, 24 and a half, and again, we like the under. If you want to lock it in now, just lock it in. Out. If not, see where the number goes. Uh, for sure, we want to make sure it's at least above 41 before we, uh, if, if it starts dropping, but we will update Patreon on that as well. Yep. All righty. That is all the games for week nine. Cousin Jared, any parting words from you? Let's have another week as good as our last one. Last week was fantastic. If we can yeah. even half replicate that every week going forward, uh, I would be I would be thrilled yes i agree all right well thanks for tuning in another episode of picks the professor don't forget to subscribe so you can ensure all the sports betting content we've run on this channel i shop right into your feed we'll see you again later in the week with world series content otherwise we'll see you for college football until next week but until then as always best of luck and remember you can eat your betting money but please don't bet your eating money